Welcome back to the Flat Rate Tech Podcast. Took a week off. It is what it is. I'm back. Today I want to attempt to talk about how an express shop should be ran. I guess this is a uh, rebuild your shop series. But we'll see where it goes. Express shops need to be ran like a special operations team. Because you know when a customer buys a car from your dealership, or a first-time customer comes to your shop, this is going to be their first experience, right? Of your dealership or your shop. So you need to make the best first impression you possibly can. And prevent any chance of there being a comeback or the job took too fucking long. That being said, we'll start with the express shop or the lube shop or quick lane, whatever you call it. But your employees probably call it the hole, the cell, the prison. Once a lube tech, always a lube tech, right? Once you're a lube tech, you're a lifer. You'll never be a fucking tech. Fuck off, right? Stop tightening the oil filter so tight. All right. So, first things first, you need to have a strong team leader in the express shop. This is going to mean that you're going to have to sacrifice a good technician in your shop. It's going to hurt you in the beginning, but if you do it right, it's going to work out for you in the long run, right? You can't just take the oldest tech you have in the shop and throw him in there and expect him to be the leader. It doesn't work like that. You need to take an experienced technician that's highly motivated and that can work with people and actually lead a team with no complaining or no bullshit. You ain't going to get that from the old guy in your shop. So let's say you have three express lifts. In my opinion, you should have two techs per stall. An express, plus the team leader. Two techs per lift, especially if you're a busy shop like an import shop. You got to get these cars in and out, inspected, serviced, and done, right? Two techs per lift equals two technicians on one car. One inspecting for repairs, inspecting for anything wrong, maintenance, whatever. And the other one servicing the vehicle. And then they just swap back and forth. Makes sense, right? Doesn't it? You know, the longer the customer waits to hear that they need front brakes, the chances of them buying them and you doing them gets less and less. You know this. Because if you can't change the oil within a reasonable amount of time, they obviously think that if you do the brakes or whatever else you recommend, they think they're going to be there all fucking day. And people got shit to do. The team leader needs to first obviously train the technicians how to service the vehicle correctly and how to inspect the vehicle correctly. But most important, the team leader and the manager need to come up with some kind of plan for the lube techs to progress into the shop, to progress their career. Nobody wants to change fucking oil for the rest of their lives, all right? Most of you managers don't understand that. Just think... If your kid, your child, wanted to be a mechanic, all right? He went to the local dealership, started as a lube tech. He has no team leader, no mentor, no plan, no strategy to actually become a technician. He just goes to work and changes oil every fucking day for two years. He gets written up for missing an oil leak because he's rushed and has a line of cars out the fucking door waiting on him. He's got no help. He can't go to lunch until he's all caught up, so he barely gets lunches. I mean, I could go on and on, dude. How would you feel about that? About his situation at work? Your child going through this? If he hasn't quit by now, you would have probably told him to quit and go somewhere else that has a fucking plan for him to progress, right? 
So don't be that shop. And don't complain that you have no technicians when you're not training new ones yourself. These kids that come up, that are coming to work at your shop, your dealership, they have friends, dude. Usually those friends have the same interests. They may be interested in cars or working on them or whatever. So when that new hire comes to work and is just frustrated, has no help, no plan, just a number that changes fucking oil every day, what do you think he's going to tell his buddies about the industry, about your shop? What do you think? That's right. He's going to say, fuck that place. It's a shithole. Let's go work at fucking Home Depot. And off they go. They don't have to buy tools to work there, do they? They tried working for you, but you fucked it up. While you're posting on the fucking internet, sitting in your office about how you can't find mechanics. Making excuses, blaming everybody else. But yourself. Following groups on Facebook when they post a question about flat rate versus hourly. You quickly post your opinion, right? You always got your fucking opinion to say, right? At my shop, we pay our techs hourly. And they make a great living. We used to pay flat rate, but now our techs are happy getting paid hourly. And it's easier for me to work the books. 85 comments, 100 likes. And when somebody's actually doing shit for the industry, posts that they've been spending three days at a local high school with the kids in the automotive class, talking to them, mentoring them, it gets one comment and seven likes. Everybody likes to put themselves on a pedestal. Like they know what to do and how to succeed in the industry. It's all smoke and mirrors, dude. Ego, games, numbers. Most managers out there and shop owners out there, business entrepreneurs, they read quotes on the internet and repost them and act like they follow them. When really... They're all behind on rent. Every credit card's maxed out. Most of the phone calls coming into the shop are debt collectors. <laughs> Not customers. Ah, shit. I think I'm off topic. They all act like... They all act like they have the best shops around. Post their opinions on Facebook. LinkedIn. Twitter. But if you actually go see their shops, it's a fucking junkyard. Dirt floor. Lifts are outside. Everything's rusted. Shit everywhere. It's just a fucking mess, dude. Get off your ass and clean your shop. Take care of shit. You know, but the reality is... They probably have never sat down one-on-one with each technician, each advisor, each employee... And asked them, what do you want out of this career? Where do you want to be in three years? How are you doing? What could we do to make your job easier? Do you have any input on how we can make your job easier? What are your thoughts on how we operate? Shit like that, right? None of them ask those questions, dude. So start there. I think I'm off track. I don't even know. Look, dude, this could be a great career for anybody. Free schooling, actually get paid for training, freedom, able to work. At your own pace. <clears throat> Make as much money as you want. It's a very satisfying career. Being able to fix problems and solve problems. Being able to fucking fix shit. Working with your hands. Not being stuck in a fucking box. An office full of nerds, you know? You can make a damn good living working on cars. The saying going around that some don't believe is that 
you can make over a hundred grand a year turning wrenches. Whoops. Well, that's true. It's a hundred percent true. But when you tell a new hire you can make over a hundred grand a year and not training them, giving them a path to do so, and they end up quitting, leaving the industry, shitting on the industry, telling their friends how they were lied to and how they were just thrown in the lube shop and never trained to be a technician. <clears throat> While you sit at your computer wondering why you're not getting any responses from your job ads. Well, that's on you, dude. That's on you. Anyway, dude. I'm done with this shit, man. I'll find my own way to help technicians. Blacklisted. The reality is, I'm just here to get you through your day, dude. That's what this podcast is about. I talk about the shit we deal with every day, right? It's just entertainment. That's all it is. It's here to make you laugh. Maybe even laugh at yourself. But I've gotten so many emails from listeners and technicians out there that have said this podcast has helped them. They got pay raises, promotions, left shitty shops, went to others. Some even left the industry and are making more money. Some left the industry and want to come back. They miss working on cars. It's crazy. You're fucking crazy. This industry is fucking crazy. Shop owners that think they have the best shop in town, but they work there. That's crazy. Do you want to know, in my opinion, what a successful, a actual successful shop owner looks like? They don't work at the shop. If you're a shop owner that works at your shop that you own, you're not as successful as you think you are, or as you say you are on the internet, okay? Now, I'm not talking about a shop that's been open for five years. That's different. But the ones that have been open past that, you're just an employee, dude. You're in a, a managing partner, managing owner, managing leader that obviously is not leading correctly. That's why you're still working there. Right? A successful shop owner or business owner of any kind, a true leader, will either train and lead or build a team that will take over leadership or management of the business. And the owner will move on to open another business or another shop. Whatever they want to do. They just sit back and collect. But instead, ego gets in the way. Your job as a leader is to train the people, the team you're in charge of, to do your job. Your job as a shop foreman is to train the techs under you to take your job. Your job as a manager is to train your team to take your job. Your job as a shop owner is to train your managers how to run the shop so you don't have to be there. So you can move on to another business opportunity or build another location. That's what success is, in my opinion. But hey, I'm not even a good technician and I've been doing it for fucking 23 years. So, my point in this episode is that you should join the Patreon page. <laughs> Link in the show notes.
Listen, dude, again, this podcast is for entertainment, to blow off steam, shop talk. But sometimes, you just need to look in the mirror if you want change to happen. Bitching about it online doesn't do shit. Nobody fucking cares about you and your problems that you caused yourself. Nobody fucking cares, dude. Everybody's out for themselves, you know this. Business is business, dude. It's a fucking nerd war. Just like in your meetings when you talk shit about other shops. Even other techs that work for you. Managers that work for you. If a tech in your shop right now tried to go to another shop, already had an offer, and you came out there and tried to give him two more dollars an hour, and he says no, and he ends up leaving, you'd be talking shit about him. Talking shit about wherever he's going. You know this. You guys, you guys do this shit. I fucking sat in those goddamn meetings, dude. You never sit there and think about what could I have done better to keep that tech from leaving? That advisor from leaving? Was it pay? Was it work environment? Was it shop safety? Was it work life balance? Nope, you just say fuck them. On to the next. Now you don't have a stack of applications on your desk of highly motivated technicians wanting to come work for you, do you? Now what? On to the internet to post some more bullshit fucking quotes. Oh, shit. You guys kill me. So many emails I get. I get clips or screenshots from groups on fucking Facebook and on the internet, of just the dumbest shit you can ever fucking imagine. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors, dude. The whole point of leadership is to lead a team, right? What do you do as a leader? You teach the people under you how to do your job, how to take over your job, in case you're not there, or in case you move up. Other than that, if you're not doing that, then you're just fucking running the show. And you're going to be there for a long fucking time, right? And what if you're not there? Everything falls apart because nobody knows how to do your fucking job. That's not success, in my opinion. It's not. Owning a shop, running a shop's like raising kids. Eventually they're going to take over. Not if you don't fucking teach them, right? I don't know, man. I'm still trying to find something positive to talk about. But all these emails I get and shit that I see personally. Just like, fuck, man. There are people out there trying to do good shit. They're really trying. But it's just like anything else, man. You you have a shop, a dealership with a hundred people in it. Maybe ten of them actually give a fuck. And that's just how everything is. You have a Facebook group of 10,000 people. Maybe a 100 of them actually give a fuck. And the rest just shit on it and try to act like they're the fucking shit. It's just like having a podcast. You have 20,000 listeners and only 2,000 of them actually give a fuck. Where you at? I ended my merch shop 
I'm going to restart a new one. I think I've told you this before. I know I said it on the Patreon, but those fucking merch sites, man, they fucking rip people off, dude. You design a shirt or whatever, you put it on there, they want to sell it for $29.99, and you get like $4. Then you cut it all the way down to a reasonable price, let's say $19.99, you get $2 for it. Then when you go on there to order it, they want like $8 to ship it. So it just goes right back up. Man, fuck that, dude. To everybody that has bought merch, I apologize. I didn't understand how bad that shit, that industry is. A lot of shitty industries out there. Not this one, man. This is a good industry. I'm not trying to get anybody to not be a mechanic or come into this industry. I actually want more people in the industry. Somebody's got to do what I do. Because I ain't going to be doing it much longer. I'll find a way to get into something. Something I believe in that's going to help technicians. But for now, I'm just going to entertain them. Anyways, I'm designing my own merch. It's pretty cool shit. I'm gonna, I am might set up a store. I'm going to see how that works out. If not, it's just going to be email and PayPal. And then fucking ship it. Hit me up on PayPal, and then I ship it. That's how I'm going to do it. No more third-party bullshit. I attempted to do a podcast about team leaders and express shops and whatever the fuck I was talking about, but right now I got to go back inside and keep production going for the merch shop. So like, subscribe, follow, rate, review, Flat Rate Tech Podcasts on Facebook, Flat Rate Tech underscore podcast on Instagram. Next month I'm going to have some some more uh, guests on. Might even be on a few other podcasts too. But for the month of March, it's just me still bitching. Send me some topics, dude. Send me some good topics. Something good. I need something good. I try to do something good and it ends up being a fucking clusterfuck. Get my blood pressure going, dude. And I'm trying to get in shape. As I drink this Bud Light. Alright. I appreciate you for listening. Really thank you guys for joining the Patreon page. The link's in the description. If you want to join it, it's five bucks a month. That's it. Five bucks. And I'll tell you right now, I don't get the whole five bucks. Because Patreon fucking takes some money. But hey. It is what it is, dude. Business. Business is business. The owner of Patreon ain't the one fucking sitting there typing in all the numbers to take his money, is he? He's successful. He sits at home. He's building another business. Here I go again. All right, I got to stop. I got shit to do. Thank you all for listening. I'll catch you all next time.